The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. The topics discussed may include drugs, alcohol, or be sexual in nature. This show is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm serious. It's dirty. Really, really dirty. Still here? Then pour your favorite beverage, sit back, and let's get this fucking show started. Pretty cool. I got the keys ready to come in and we'll come and use it. Tony. What is his name, Tony? Lois could never have Superman's baby. Ah, yes. Incredible Hulk melon body. Ah! 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 Hey, I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but how are you? I wanted to play Little Bean instead. Aquaman's a hero! Let's see what Spider-Man number one looks like. I guarantee you, Blake Lowe's actually shot. Thank you, Trisha. We now return you to Robin, Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Fantastic Forum, assemble! Welcome to the Fantastic Forum, All Games Radio's premier comic book show and your live daily show about comic books. We are the Fantastic Forum, coming to you live and direct from All Games Studio Los Angeles. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you should stick with us. We'll help you take it up a notch. You have the usual suspects in the building. On Skype, he is our riddle inside of an enigma trapped in Chinese finger cuffs. You don't know him. You love him anyway. He's our silent assassin, Jay. Hey, what's up? Next, he's the back of the pillar. The strength of Fantastic Forum, our nigh vulnerable brawler and resident strongman, Moses Mack. What's up? As for myself, my name is Lawrence Young. They call me Mary Young. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. Uh, we got a great show for you today. It's Movie Monday. So we're going to be talking to you about a few different movies. Um, we're going to be talking to you all about Mortal Kombat, uh, Scorpion's Revenge. Is that the full title? Yes, It's maybe. close, but no. Oh. Mortal Kombat, Legends, Legends, Scorpion's Revenge. I was like, I know I forgot a word in there. Mortal Kombat Legends, Scorpion's Revenge, uh, and we're also going to be talking to you about uh, Ninjak versus. Is it the Valiant Universe? Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen, I don't know why, but like, I'm so unsure of these titles as if I didn't watch them, right? Like. Ninjak versus the Valiant Universe. I don't know. All of a sudden, it all comes into question. But we're going to talk to you about both of those films today. Uh, of course, along with bringing you the latest in comic book news and whatever else it is that you all want to talk about. 
and we'll tell you how to do that in just a moment. Uh, but first, as always, we want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, All Games Radio, the All Games Radio Network, and of course you all, the All Games community for allowing us this time, equipment, opportunity, ability to talk about this medium that we love oh so much, which are comic books. So, you want to get down with Fantastic Forum? Here's how to do it. Want to get in on the action? Call Fantastic Forum on Skype and join the fun. Too shy to call in? That's okay. You can join the Discord chat room available at allgames.com slash live. Join the party. You know you want to. You know, Larry, one thing uh I've missed in this quarantine pandemic is a monster. Oh, man. Listen, I can make sure you get some dropped off on your doorstep or something if you like. Yeah, that'd be cool. I will do that. I didn't stock up only because, you know... Like, I'm not running around and doing shit, you know, so I don't really need it. But it is, like, a little satisfying feeling to just snap it open and, and take the first swig, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I I, I, I totally understand. I'll definitely uh, look into making sure that you get some sooner than later yeah, I went, so that you can have it. I actually ventured the wasteland to go get one today. Oh, Lord. Uh-oh. <laughs> it was like, Mo, get geared up he was out here looking like uh what's that last kojima game oh the <laughs> dead, 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 what, what death strand i was like dead yeah. man stranding i look i don't know when, when i became an old person but i can't remember the name of any movies all of a sudden <laughs> or any video game like yeah but you're death stranding got that ladder on your back we we're trying to talk about stuber before the show and you're like the one with the little colored kid i don't think i said that the one with the little <laughs> colors. <laughs> you know, You're like you know the one. That's hilarious. The, the colored kid <laughs> is now. Would you know what? I'm not even gonna go there. <laughs> I'm not even gonna go there. <laughs> oh, jeez, man. Um, how 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 was everything? This past week, I I didn't get to listen to Friday's show. How did it go? It was good. I believe it. Like I yeah. believe it. We had you know, we we did pre we pre produced it and you know it was stuff that kind of took a couple of days to get together. So there was content and there was a lot of news that last week so that we hadn't got to and stuff. So there was a, there was some pretty good topics and and good news conversation. Did did you uh? Did Jay? Did you give that list of anime? Mm-hmm. Oh man, I gotta go back and listen now. And we got oh, two my... lists because Burr chimed in Ooh. with like five other things too. Dang, so Burr! There's like ten okay. different things you got on there. In fact, I forgot to put that into the show description, but I'm gonna do that. Okay, cool. I'm. I'm. <laughs> I see in chat Burr's like Friday show was the best ever. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, well there it is. Whereas, like, I was the most prominent thing that happened in that show, and therefore it was the best Fantastic Forum in the history of Fantastic Forums. And then there was the colored boy. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? what? Anyway. Um, so, cool. I'm glad things went well. Um, uh, yeah, but I am excited to to check that out. So, that's cool. That's real cool. I, I like... 
that I'm a part of a show that it, excite, it excites me to listen to. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I know so many people that aren't. <laughs> well, what happens to me sometimes is like, well, this is back in the before times. Long when ago. I used, when I used to commute to work. What? And, uh, what? What is this commute you speak of? <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to listen to about 10 minutes just to see, you know, how everything sounds technically, you know, mm-hmm. making sure no static. And mm-hmm. next thing I know, it's an hour gone by and I didn't put yeah. it down. I'm like, wow, we are, we're a good show. To, yeah. Though that Burr, Tire Claw, and Hecht are lucky listeners. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. It's like man. It's like they're they're very fortunate that we do this for them. Just for them. <laughs> <laughs> the the three listeners. <laughs> oh man. So cool, man. So that's that's good. That's good. Um oh, now Tiger Claw. Oh, go ahead. Tiger Clown Chat says, did you guys force at Mary Young to watch another scary movie against as well? Uh, for Wednesday, for Horror Wednesday, or Horror Wednesday, uh, we you do have one on the docket for him. Yeah, it's easy. It's just two words with an extra H or with an extra W. Okay. I feel like... But yeah. It- I feel like it's it's hard because even you don't know which letter it is. That's the added letter. Yeah, <laughs> it's the H to the Wednesday. That's not what Jerry said. He de- he said it, but then he said something different too. Yeah, and now but it's he, it's all in flux. We don't know. Nobody I, knows. Yeah. Well, if you have nobody knows which me. one of those letters doesn't belong there anymore. Is it the H or the W? Well, many people say it's the H. Many people say the W, but not a lot say the W. But some say the H. <laughs> the big lid. <laughs> <laughs> the best words. Best words. Jeez, uh, friend. I wish you could so see me do my hand motions when I do that. <laughs> Listen, look. You don't know it, but I can. <laughs> it's like a, I hear it and I see you doing it in my mind. Don't don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. The day will come when we can all be in the same room once again. <laughs> we can all laugh at each other's hand motions. <laughs> that sounded weird. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, so, what was the whole vibe regarding the Comic-Con news? I mean, you can't have Comic-Con without comics. Is I, I forget who said that in chat, you know? But you know mm-hmm. that it can be said like three years ago there was no comics. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like it's weird. But yeah, it's just you know people aren't gonna wanna like. My consensus, my take on it is like people aren't gonna wanna jump into a room full of people like if there's no vaccine. You know what I mean? Right. I know uh, metalinjection.net because there's a lot of news with cancellations and. You know, Ticketmaster don't want to give refunds, and uh, really, yeah, they they quietly changed their uh, their their policy, their policy, no. and <clears throat> what? There That's was terrible. There was some backlash, so now it's in, up to the individual promoters and performers to give refunds at their discretion. So wait, so that's so that's so shady. Yeah, well, if you listen, it's to, necessary. 
the necessary evil, as Mo no. explained yeah. Friday, yeah. because that will basically bankrupt them trying to give everyone... Like, before their policy uh, was to protect people, but now with the fact that people aren't actually canceling shows, they're just postponing and everything is up in the air... It's kind of like, well, if we give everyone their money back for being up in the air, we're going to bankrupt ourselves. But, but and, and that I do and so they are refunds. Okay. They're still giving funds for cancellations. So it's not like they're like, oh, we don't refund at all now. They're just only refunding cancellations. And I know. Oh, no, I mean, well, that that's fair, though. That was their policy beforehand, right? No. The- no. Refund cancellations and postponements. Oh, and even like doing postponements. You could even like, you could even can't, uh, get a refund if you weren't gonna be able to go like within a certain amount of time. You know what I mean? And then they offered insurance that would give you the refund no matter when you cancel. You know, for fourteen dollars extra. And then, but I know in my personal like I, there was one time that I totally forgot Ice Earth was playing to like I remembered like oh that show's tonight and it was the night before mm-hmm. and I just told them hey I fucked up and forgot and they're like well you know we don't usually do this but you know it's you know I it's understandable and, and this once will give you your money back you know so they've worked with me to, to accommodate me for my stupidity so I, I in my I feel a little bit like they did good customer service then. Right now they can't do it. <laughs> you know, it's almost physically impossible. But, but it is a little way of sh- a shady way of doing it. Yeah, I would I would have given that's gift what cards. What I'm saying more than anything is like not so much that you're like okay, we have to like be adherent to our policy 100 percent because that's the policy is no matter the fact that it's going to put us out of business. But don't stealth change the policy. It's like. Put out an announcement and let people know what you're doing so that it can be on the level and just be like, hey, you know, I mean, they it, they should definitely refund everyone that cancels because that that if the show's canceled, the show's canceled. Give me my money and people need their money. And anyone that bought insurance should get their money back, too. And if you're like, OK, well, all these other shows are just postponed until, you know, whatever, whatever. It's like. Yeah, just just say it up front so that it's like, hey, we can't honor every postponed show, but don't, yeah, don't do it sneakily. And here's one of the things. One of the things is people are trying, well, I don't know if they're trying to, but I assume they're trying to get the Motley Crue tickets because those were up to $4,000 a ticket, you know? Oh, they're trying to get refunds on Motley Crue? Yeah, and I don't think mm. they, that's, I mean, think. They play a sixty thousand. They sold out a sixty thousand stadium, just one. Like, for example, but they actually have a, a, a countrywide tour with sixty thousand mm-hmm. people each, and like a good, I want to say about four hundred of those tickets or seats are four thousand dollar seats. So I mean, That's crazy. You, you do the math. Four thousand dollars to see Motley Crue. Yeah, it's ridiculous. That's wild. Yeah. And they haven't put out anything new for, like, tw- 10 years. <laughs> yeah. yeah I mean, don't get me wrong. It's like good music is good music even when it's older. So I can totally see somebody being like, hey, they don't need to put out an album. But I'm just like, man, like, 
I'm just trying to think, like, how many Motley Crue fans that are hardcore like that are there still? Yeah, it's it's one of those things where people are like, because they make new fans a lot. Um, every time there's a new resurgence in metal, like, people gravitate towards Motley Crue, like young kids. And really? Then, yeah, and then they start dressing like that, too, and it's like, that's cool and weird you know and then there's a bunch of other bands that get inspired by them too that have been coming up from the last wave of resurgence of metal so you'll get your like black bill brides so they get their fans and then their fans discover motley crew because they're like basically taking their act yeah and uh, I, I can't wait until that can happen for hip-hop uh, i mean it's a different um it, 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 there's different dynamics with hip hop in a sense because you know. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. The culture is completely the opposite of paying tribute <laughs> to, <laughs> yeah. to what's come before. Like that, it's counter to the the, the culture of, of hip hop. But generally speaking, like you even, I mean, back in the day, there used to be like, oh, if this was a good hip hop song or a good R and B song. Like, yeah, this is tight. And then by the next summer, it'd be on Kiss FM, and then nobody wants to listen to it. <laughs> Yeah, but it's like, I feel like, I mean, it, things are changing slightly, uh, you know, but it's like, it's a slow process. It's like, I, I feel like, like, Jay-Z potentially could be the first, or the first, well, yeah, I guess the first, like, like, old school hip-hop artists, or, or I guess, older hip-hop artists that might be able to hold things down on his own, because that's the thing, where it's not like, you know, if you're an older artist or an artist from the past in hip hop, you know, you still do shows. Yeah. It's not like, you know, it's not like there's not a fan base. Like, there's a fan base for people. Yeah. It's just that, you know, some people, like, those cats are either doing smaller shows or they're doing combined shows. And, like, you know, like, yeah, you get, like, a, a, you have maybe a headliner, but really everybody that's a part of that show it might be like five or six groups or five or six different you know performers and each one of those people back in their their day respectively were like superstars yeah <laughs> you know but now it's like okay they got to combine their their audiences to get a decent show yeah it's a weird Weird thing <laughs> with Motley. I, I'll tell you this though: as big of a Jay Z fan as I am, I'm not paying four thousand dollars for a ticket. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not doing. I didn't do that at the height of his popularity. Well, it, Definitely know, not going to do it. What, like, you know, what ten, com- fifteen years. What, what comes with it too is, well, no, that's that can't be true. It's yeah, it, it's weird. I don't know. I, I wouldn't do. I don't think there's very few bands I would pay four thousand dollars for. And Absolutely. as much as I love Motley Crue, like that's not one of them. Right. Yeah. Well, I know you, Lawrence. You're not really a concert guy anyway, are you? I, you like, know, I feel I, like. I, go ahead. I feel like you're not really a concert guy. It's not that I'm not a concert guy. It's that I got spoiled. I went to so many concerts for free of so many great people that it's hard for me to spend money on concerts now, especially knowing that. I'm not going to have anywhere near the access or, or, um, like visibility, you know, like it's one of those things where it's like, once you've gone to shows, like I, 
like I watched Kanye West perform in like uh uh a, I guess I mean the, the best way to say it is like a room <laughs> you know with like 200 other people and you know literally could just reach out and touch Kanye West if, if I wanted to at that point you know now this was earlier in his career but it's just more so the idea like I like not only like it's like it's one thing to like watch shows and watch concerts and whatnot and they be like intimate experiences which i really enjoy but also i love the idea of like the arena type shows but you have like you're in the pit or you're you're backstage and you know like i've seen a lot of shows of a lot of amazing people in that in that uh space you know so or that from that perspective and so now it's kind of like okay well let's go see such and such like you know like a good example is you know the one of the last shows that donald glover did childish gambino at at the forum i really wanted to go see that show but when i went to go look at the ticket prices i was like oh my god like these ticket prices are are insane and it's not even like it's, it'd be one thing like I don't mind pay, paying money to be like, say, in the orchestra section or something like that or some kind of VIP experience. But I'm like within reason, you know, I'm like, I don't I'm not made of money. And it's like I can afford it technically, but realistically, it's like, well, but that when I go back on it, it's going to be like, OK, I had this one night and I spent this amount of money for that one night. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know at that. And then the the amount of money I was willing to pay was so far back that I'm like, that's not even worth being there. Like I might as well watch it on someone watch someone else's cell phone video. <laughs> yeah, and you know, for me uh, specifically at the forum, I I was like two four rows back from the stage on the pit, right. and. I'm like, yeah, this is cool. And then I still watch somebody else's cell phone video. Because <laughs> like, cause one of my clients went and he's like, he was sitting further back, like in actual seats, but off to the side. So I'm like, uh-huh. man, I wonder. I, he goes, yeah, I videotaped this song. And I'm like, oh, that's my favorite song off of the new album. And he just sent me the video. And I'm like, oh, I have that. <laughs> I, yeah, I, see, and that's the thing. That's the other thing, too. Like, I'm never like. It's very seldom you're going to catch me with my phone out at a concert. Like, yeah. just because I kind of like, I just want to experience it. Yeah. And it's like, I get it though, especially if you're like understanding how expensive concerts are. I get why people are like, well, I got to have something to take away. Like, <laughs> you know? I like, try to do it. Like, it can't just live in my mind. <laughs> I try to do it because it's like, oh, I'm getting content for Heavy Metal Minute or. Or yeah. something else I want to do regarding music and concert reviews and shit, but it's like I, I can't hold that shit for more than thirty seconds. I want to listen to the yeah, music. No, yeah, nor should you. Yeah, nor should you, because at that point you're you're like degrading your own right. enjoyment of what's happening, of yeah. like the experience. Like, exactly. And don't get me wrong. I mean, I get like some people think of it differently. I'm not saying that like this is. For everyone, because, you know, some people are more than happy to hold their phone up for an entire concert and take 
the whole thing and they're like, oh, man, that was the best time I ever had or whatever. Or they watch it through their phone screen. Hey, if that's what you want to do, that's fine. But I know for me, I'm like, I'm not trying to watch anything through a phone screen that's happening right in front of me if I can help it. Unless, of course, I'm trying to document something. You know what I mean? It's like that's that's different where I'm like, oh, like I need to look at it through the screen because this someone needs to know that this happened. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, that's a different thing. Uh, and I guess I don't think of the concert in that same way. Burr in chat says, I'm not a concert guy either. They're usually too fucking loud for my taste. Tiger Claw says, that explains Mayor Young's problems hearing sometimes. That <laughs> problems hearing sometimes? I don't know. He says, going to all those oh, concerts. I'm, I'm just saying, like, I, like, I, like I, I'm the, this is the first I'm hearing about it from Tiger Claw. Well, that's a problem, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a hearing problem. So I'm just like, I'm just like oh, like, Jay, do I have an issue with hearing things sometimes? Uh, SG says, I'd rather be cozy on my couch. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, so no, not really. Like, oh, okay. I'm just trying to make I sure just, that I'm not going crazy. No, you have trouble seeing sometimes, oh, yeah. but... No, yeah, that, that's a different but, thing. Like, you're pretty good. Okay. I'm yeah, usually, sure. usually people that can't see hear better. <laughs> right. It's like I'm I'm low key daredevil. SG said, <laughs> "SG said I'd rather be cozy on my couch and watch concerts or press con in 4K than be around a bunch of dirty people." And sometimes the sound sucks at live shows. Yeah, it just depends. It, it depends on the venue for sounds and stuff. Yeah, um, I, I've and and also too the fan base in regards to like who who you want to be around and who you don't want to be around, right. like. There are definitely some fans of particular artists that I'm just like, no, nah, I'm not going to that concert. But there are other people where I'm like, no, I would, I'd love to be around these fans. You like, know what I mean? Juggalos. Exactly. I, look, I love being with Juggalos. They're my favorite. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of a fan base that. I mean, it used to be. Well, yeah, I guess Slayer would be the closest one. There used to be a lot of white supremacists at Slayer concerts. Sheesh. But lately, like the. T- Last few times I've seen them, like especially at the forums, pretty much all Hispanic people. But, That's wild. Yeah. Last time I saw Slayer, I was definitely on the lookout for people that might cause me trouble. Yeah, it can like, happen. There was one guy walking around with the flag, the Confederate flag on his hat, <laughs> and him and his boy did like side eye me for like a second. <laughs> Yeah. And they're like, um, but yeah, plus I was in the white part of town, so it was like, man, I saw him in Hemet. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah right there. So, For a long time, they can only play out there. They couldn't play in L.A. Right. Of course, this was like years ago. Like I was uh, for the fucking some tour. I forget which one. But Snoop Dogg was there too. Snoop Dogg and Slayer. Oh, I remember it was Ozfest. Ah, uh, that makes sense. Uh, Burr says I saw Lindsey Sterling live twice and Michelle Branch, but they aren't really loud, and they don't have a lot of white supremacists. <laughs> oh, listen, I, you need to be careful with Michelle Branch. <laughs> Michelle Branch fans, oh. They'll get you. They're like, they'll call you colored. 
Why? I see Tara Claw keeps posting this. Booty Daddy concert. Say that again, Jay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to talk over you. Back of the head of the Big Bad Voodoo Daddy concert. You got hit in the back of the head? Yeah. Our big oh, no. Was that because you were black? Possibly. Like, all I know was that it was a sucker punch. I never saw it coming. And they ran away by the time I fucking... Well, I ran away too because I was like, fight or flight. I almost passed out. Damn. I've, I've been to a Big Bad Voodoo Daddy, Big Bad Voodoo Daddy concert. I've never had never had any issues. Yeah. I think it was just one bad apple. Yeah. I did go to um, um, a Cherry Pop and Daddy's concert and a guy was looking at me funny, but I think he was just like surprised that I was there. I don't think it was. I think it was the fact that I was black, but I don't think it was like a hate thing. I think he was just like, "Wow, I didn't know black people came to these concerts." <laughs> <laughs> like I, I do believe I might have been the only black person there. <laughs> Burr says, "Dad, what the fuck, Jay?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got kicked in the face. Oh. At uh, every time I die concert. Why? What happened? The guy the was for someone just come and kick you in the face. No, it was part of like the the mosh pit dance pit. Oh, so well, that's and I was right. I was right at the edge because usually that's the best view in a huge crowd. The venue was small though. The venue was like the size of a of a small Starbucks. But yeah, it, I was like, oh, I could see clear here. Boom. But then the guy that kicked me is like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then he took me to the bathroom to make sure I wasn't, like, dead. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you said it. Make sure I wasn't Because he hit me right under the nose, like, in between the lip and the nose. Yeah, that's not cool. Yeah, I don't, like, yeah. I don't I don't understand the mosh thing. Like, is, I'm sure that I probably could if I spent more time trying to figure it out but i know for me i'm like i'm good i don't need to know what's what people are doing or why they're doing that you're just expending energy like yeah. it's part of the rest adds to the rest of the crowd like i get people that don't do that but it's it's pretty much it's a rush i mean like why can't they just jump up and down I mean, they do that too but it depends on the song right. Like it's the contact, or or well, I mean, but I'm saying like I guess you can contact and touch people without punching them or pushing them. Like yeah, they slam. can literally all That's like jump and, and give each other high fives. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know yeah, what church yeah. concert you're going to, but that's not Hillsong. That's not. No. <laughs> Like, I definitely wouldn't say try it if you're not sure about it. But oh, no, I'm not trying. You did that. try. I know. But if you did, I think you would probably get a better understanding of it. Yeah. But yeah, it's a rush. <clears throat> let's talk about these movies. Yeah. Yeah. Which one? Let's, let's talk about Ninjak first. All right. 
Yeah, I brought this movie uh, up last week. Say again? I brought this movie up last week because I, I finally came out and I'd never seen Bloodshot. And this is more, at the very least, maybe more comic accurate. I don't know if it's better, but that's for you people that saw Bloodshot to the side, not me. <laughs> I don't. I don't like the way he said you people, Jay. Sounds like he feels like you're a lesser person for having watched Bloodshot. Not, not like that, but like I'm talking about the audience too. And you're right. That's what I'm saying. You're talking about the audience. Yeah, but I, yeah. Anyhow, <laughs> we're, we're saying the same thing, Moses. You you think they're lesser people for having watched that movie? <laughs> I'm hopped up on this monster. There it is. <laughs> So, Ninja, Ninja versus the Valiant uh, Universe. Go ahead, Jay. Okay, so it basically starts with Roku. Uh, she's like a red-haired Medusa. Uh, she blackmails Ninja into stealing. Real quick, though. I'm sorry, Jay. I, I hate to. When you say uh, she's like a red-haired Medusa, are you talking about like the Inhuman? Yes. Okay. But but you know Medusa's hair is red too, right? No, I, I don't know what color her hair is. Oh, well, it's red. According to the show, she didn't have any. <laughs> it got shaved in the show. That's a different thing. But yeah, but I just yeah. bring it up only because you said she's like a red-haired Medusa, but Medusa's hair is red, so that makes her just like Medusa. Right. So she's just like Medusa. Right. So Roku's just like the the inhuman Medusa. And she blackmails Ninjak into stealing a book from MI6. And I guess there was a point where she said she couldn't, where she said he couldn't tell anyone what what he was doing, even though I didn't actually notice that part of the movie. But they say it comes up, it comes up later that she said that. But I don't remember that happening. And so he goes into MI6, and then people from Unity try to stop him, which is Livewire, Armstrong, Bloodshot, uh, don't remember the Boy Scout's name, Exo Man of War, Archer, right. Uh, Exo Man of War and Aragorn? I think the guy's name is. I think it's Galad. I don't know. He has a bear claw across his face. Yeah, and so, uh, okay. And yeah, like he ends up tussling with them and trying to get the book to Roku while not uh, letting them know why he's doing what he's doing. And he ends up fighting them and then Eventually, Deadshot kills him, which lets him talk to, I don't know, the Spectre, their version of the Spectre. Shadow Man. (laughs) Right. (laughs) He's able to tell him what's going on, and so they work together from there to defeat Roku. I feel I feel like Jay has very little respect for these characters. <laughs> Everybody does. Everybody does. 
has very little respect <laughs> for these characters. No, I mean, I it, it's it's true. Like it's unfortunate where it's one of these things where like for as long as Valiant has been around, and and you know, I, it feels like nobody like really talks about talks about them. Look, I got the majority of the names right. Like, no one knows who Roku is. Just me. Yeah, I didn't know who. Roku anyway, was. oh, go ahead. I didn't know who Roku was. Yeah, I don't know who Roku. I know is. Shadow Man is that Shadow Man from the from the game. Shadow Man from which game? From the PlayStation One game. Oh, that's. Oh wait, wait. Did they? Did Valiant make a a game about that character, or is it a different? I think a, it, a, uh, a claim made it, but I think the characters changed since then. Like they they revamped them to be different. Oh, okay. In any Wait. case, for someone that doesn't read Valiant comics, I think I did pretty good with the names. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah. So basically, as far as Bloodshot is concerned, uh, I know in the movie, their main focus was that he was angry and that made him easy to control and program. And in this movie, he's pretty angry too but he's got like a light side to him like a lighter side to him even though he is like mostly angry um so i guess comparatively the two characters are about the same like because there's less screen time and valiant uh, they're able to make him angry more because there's a lot of calm moments with bloodshot in the bloodshot movie that you don't get as much of in the Valiant. But, uh, yeah. Other than that, it's weird watching a movie like this because you only get so much explanation for these characters. Like, it's not even like a full-size movie coming in at, well, I guess technically, yeah, 80 minutes is a movie. But... We don't really get enough of the character. Like, it's always weird to me when you send like someone and say, "Hey, you got to do this without telling anyone," and then all their friends and people that know them are like, "Oh, well, he's obviously gone rogue. Like, what reason could he possibly have for doing this? He must have turned bad." Mm-hmm. When if you know the person and he's a generally good guy, that you should kind of figure it out. Like, right. and the fact that he goes through MI6 and doesn't kill anyone. And everyone's like, oh man, he's gone rogue. Like, this guy that kills all the bad guys has gone rogue now and he hasn't killed anyone. So it's like, that's always weird to me. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I think you're right, Jay, in the sense that, I mean, uh, keeping in mind, I guess, that, you know, technically, and I I don't remember if you mentioned this already, but this was a web series that they did and they put together to make the movie. And, you know, this might, it might be a little bit more forgivable if you're watching it in that, in that format versus the whole thing. And, and I will say it comes together 
pretty decently um, in regards to, like, you know, a movie. But I, I do agree with you that it does have, like, the whole, like, heavy-handedly playing on a lot of the tropes that we just kind of, like, take take for granted, I guess, that it's like, okay, well, this is what, this is what movies do, you know? And you're right. Right. If this is, if this is somebody that you all know and have all worked with and, you know, you consider a friend or a colleague or whatever, it should take more than him just, you know, taking this book and with no explanation for you all to just be like, okay, like some, somebody should be like, Hey man, there must be a good reason for him to do this. Right. But nobody does that. And I guess, well, Galad does. You oh, said that right. was his name, right? Yeah, I think that is Like, he name. does, but it seems weird only one. Yeah. And I guess, technically, Bloodshot does, because the killing him was, like, a plot to get him to talk to the other guy. Right. But, but, but they say that... Else just kind of... Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, they say that... Um... You know, I guess because of the nanites in Bloodshot, he was able to detect that they're nanites in in Ninjak. And so it wasn't so much no. like he was like, he was like, oh, you know, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. He was just like, oh, I, I, I saw that there's something different about him. And so, like, he kind of figured it out because there was evidence. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay. So, other than that, yeah, it comes together really well. Yeah. Um, Which doesn't always happen. No. Yeah. And and I will say that a lot of these, these, uh, like, the different portrayal of the characters, um, they seem pretty accurate as far as, like, how they look. Uh, some definitely more so than others, but uh, it's hard, of course, for me to say how they are supposed to act in regards to, uh, um, you know, their personalities because I don't, I don't read Valiant like that. Um, yeah, me, me say again. So I don't read Valiant either. I, I've read a couple books like decades ago. And I mean, it's probably a literal couple, like two books. Yeah. It's interesting, though, because I will say that, like, you know, watching watching this, like, there was definitely things going through my head that I was just like, I'm like, is Ninjak, is Ninjak is Valiant's Batman? Like, I didn't know that. It feels like that's what he is. And, no, and I'm, I was. Uh-huh. Oh, wait, never mind. Sorry, go ahead. Finish well, I was thought. also wondering too, like, so in this, he's like very heavily armored, and that's very much a part of, I guess, how he's like his fighting style and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, is that the case in the comic? I was wondering. Yeah, I don't know, but it's actually not just him. Like, everyone, I think almost everyone is like bulletproof in this joint. <laughs> like,. <laughs> Exo Man of War, Gallet, Ninjak, Lionel, yeah. uh, Bloodshot, like, they all don't feel bullets. 
Like, I don't yeah. think anyone shot at Livewire, but I'm pretty sure she would be bulletproof, too. Well, it's so funny like, because... Oh, go ahead. No, it's weird because, like, from ju- from these few people, I would think bullets would be obsolete, like, because they don't yeah. do shit against them. Like, yeah. you would think bad guys would stop using bullets come up with a new technology. Right. Right. Definitely... Let's let's switch to energy based weaponry or something, because these these right. projectile weapons aren't doing it. <laughs> now, in in Bloodshot's defense, he's not bulletproof. He just has a super quick healing factor, apparently. Right, like the nanites we built him. Because that fool got shot in the head, and he was okay. <laughs> and I was like, wow, okay, well. Uh, the other another thought was, you know. I don't know if you all have, have... I don't remember we've talked about the whole thing about black superheroes with electric powers. Have we talked about that? I don't think no. so. <clears throat> I don't think so, but I want to. Well, you know, it's one of these things where, you know, people are like... There's like a thing in kind of like the the combo community, like the, the African-American combo community. They're like, why do they keep making up these black black characters with these electrical powers like what is it about black people and electrical powers and sure enough i was like man there's another one here <laughs> that i didn't even know about like there are a lot of black people with electrical powers but so let, let's see we got the the black lightning yeah we got who else storm okay then you have uh your boy jay uh, static shock, static. static shock. I mean, yeah, yeah, well, static. Was static. Yeah, the show static. was static. And right. Then we have Electro. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right. Jamie Foxx Electro. Yeah. Like he has to be black. <laughs> it's electric. I don't remember her name, but the original Savage Dragon's girlfriend was black. And she had electric powers. Rapture. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Then we have Livewire here. Then if you go to uh, the dude from the Elite, is the, he's kind of the, the Thor, but he's electrical. He's a black guy. Uh-huh. It's like, look, but I mean, this is just off the top of our head. We just named like half a dozen. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> like, that's just off the top of our head. I'm, I'm sure there's more. We gotta we gotta research this and make a, a segment out of it, cause. But it it's a crazy thing where they're just like, why are they always giving black people electrical power? <laughs> <laughs> so it just tri- it tripped me out because obviously, again, like I mentioned, I don't watch Valiant, or I don't read Valiant, and so I don't I never even heard of Livewire until this movie. But I was like, oh man, it's a, a black chick with electrical powers and. You know, I was as I'm watching the movie, I was looking up the characters just to be like, well, how close are they to what they actually look like? Because the only the only valiant people that I really like knew what they look like off the top was Bloodshot, Exo Man of War, and Shadow Man. Like I kind of vaguely knew some of the other. Like I I, I vaguely know Ninjack. Like I know of him, but I don't. I couldn't. If somebody was like, oh, does that is that what Ninjack's supposed to look like? I had to look it up and be like, okay, no, that looks like Ninjack, you know? 
SG in chat says the level five electric and sensate is white. It's not to say that they're not white people with electrical powers, too. Electrocute is white. Well, does she count as white? I feel like she does. I know. Who's that? From the strangers. Oh. The sex robot. (laughs) If she's, I don't know. I don't know what nationality sex robots are. (laughs) Right. SG also says. She looks white. But she's a robot, so not the, Caucasian, but she is a white robot girl. Right. It's just saying it's it's one of those things where it's kind of like where it's about representation, right? So it's kind of like, yeah, they're white people with electrical powers, but they're white people with all the powers. <laughs> so it's like it's not a big deal. But when you're like, there's only so many, you know, black, like super powered people, period, because, you know. They make less of them. And it's like, if you're like, okay, well, out of the total population of black superpowered people, it's like a quarter of them all have electrical powers. It's kind of like, well, why is that happening? <laughs> you know, obviously, somebody is deciding something for some reason or, or there's, some, there's something, some kind of correlation that's happening there where, like, that doesn't make sense. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird that uh, that. I feel, I feel like the black girl in powers had electrical powers too, right? You know, I don't remember off the top of my head. I'd have to go look at that. But it is a lot. Like, there's enough that you know, black people are like, well, "Why is this happening? Is this a thing? Like, is there some kind of subconscious thing that people associate black people with electricity?" Well, you know what? It's probably trying to give credit to the, you know, the guy that invented the filament in light bulbs. Is that what it is? This is like a, a low key, like, oh, it wasn't, it wasn't Edison. It yeah. was the black guy he stole it from. Maybe. Like, I, mean, I, don't, I don't know if it's working. like, I don't think it's like conscious, but unconscious, you know? <laughs> like trying white, to... white people are low key trying to give credit to black people. Yeah. They're like, you want your recognition? Static. There you go. Oh, that was made by a black person, though, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Storm. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> There's your recognition. It's like you contributed. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But um. So overall. Yeah. Overall, what did you think, like, of this movie? Overall, I enjoyed it much more than I thought I would. I I thought that it was going to be kind of a slog to get through. And don't get me wrong, it it's not like I'd be lying to you all if I was like, "Oh man, this is a great movie. You got to watch it." No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying it's 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 good. Uh the production value like, of things definitely leave you to to you know, you you like if you were watching this and didn't know it was a web series, you'd be like, what's happening? Like, why, why do things look like this or something? I mean, I, I'll tell you the biggest thing for me is Exo Man of War's body stocking is ridiculous. Like, I don't understand. Like, they, it felt like they put so much production value into so many other things, including, like, you know, Exo, like, if you have never seen a picture of Exo Man of War, he, he has, like, 
he's he's basically like their Iron Man kind of. Um, he he has an arm or like you know like traditional kind of like armor plating around different parts of his body, and then under that is almost like some sort of like mesh. Like I you know I don't. It's hard to to describe. You have to kind of see it. But there's like a mesh under the plates of, of armor. And the plates of armor that they make for Exo in this in this web series look good. So does he look now, like a stormtrooper? Like is that what you mean? It's not that he looks like a stormtrooper, because that's not a problem. Like the the thing like well, okay, maybe it is like he looks like a stormtrooper, but you know, but like trooper, a cosplay stormtrooper. No, but but you know the see, here's the thing: the stormtrooper is using like a black, like you know, like form-fitting black thing right. with their armor on top of it, and it looks great. Exo Man of War, the he's not he's not supposed to have a body stocking. It's literally right. supposed to be like almost like like Iron Man. It kind of, sorta, yeah. But you know, Iron Man has different kind of looks to it. Like I'm trying to think of, it's almost like. It almost looks like techno organic, almost like cable oh, a little okay. bit, but but different because the lines I think go the other the opposite direction. They're they're not horizontal lines. I think they're vertical lines. So it almost is almost like metallic tendons. You know what I mean? Mm. Like if it was like muscle fibers, oh, but, okay. but metallic. And so it's like it's that's what it looks like um, in the book. But what they do here is they try to mimic that look by putting a body stocking and then like drawing on it, and it looks bad. It looks bad. Man. But all all in all, I'd give this joint. Um, for me, like it was still enjoyable, even though of the some of the production stuff. I'd give it like. I give it probably like three and a half out of five. Yeah, I thought it was decent. Um, for a web series, I expected the the effects to be much worse. So that was pleasant. And, uh, yeah, definitely wasn't nearly as bad as I thought it would be to sit through. I would give it like a three and a half. And, uh, how do you compare it to the Bloodshot movie? Like in its enjoyability uh, portrayal of of Bloodshot. Huh. You know, it's yeah, that's kinda hard to quantify. Okay. Like I feel like if this had been like a Ninjak web series, or I mean, if this had been a Bloodshot web series, I could kind of do a better basement, like better type of comparison, because then you would have presumably parts where he wasn't angry. So I could right. kind of compare the whole thing against the whole movie. But comparing this a minor role, background role with the major focus role is kind of hard, I think. Okay. Yeah. 
Like Larry says, that's fair, friend. But yeah, <clears throat> um, okay, so let's jump into this, this Mortal Kombat. Okay. So yeah, this came so, out on digital, right, last week? Yeah. Alright, so... And let's... it comes out on physical next week, I think. Okay. So we got a little bit of a, a head of... We're a little bit ahead of the physical release. <clears throat> now, how how, uh, how did you like this, man? Um, I liked it a lot. Like, it's a R-rated Mortal Kombat movie, uh-huh. which is something I feel like we've needed. Like, this is what we should have been doing from the beginning. I think. Right. Yeah. But a quick overview. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, Mortal Kombat Legends Scorpion's Revenge is a retelling of the first Mortal Kombat game. Uh, it's kind of like the movie where it's like, uh, you know, Liu Kang, Johnny Cage, and Sonya Blade are going to the island to fight in Mortal Kombat. But it has a focus on Scorpion. And so we start off with the. You know, a little prologue where Scorpion's clan is killed and his family, uh, like the story from the first game, by Sub-Zero. And he uh, ends up in Netherrealm and he makes a deal to come back to life to get his revenge on uh, Sub-Zero. So he enters a tournament with that involved. So we have two parts, one which is the... Scorpion revenge story, and the other is the Earthrealm warriors surviving Mortal Kombat. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I I like this movie. I mean, on second viewing, there are a couple of issues. Like they kind of pull their punches when it comes to violence. Yeah, feel like. There's this one part with the... I'm sorry. I'm like, like they pull their punches in regards to violence. Yeah, go ahead. I I, I definitely want to hear this example. Let's go. So there's one part where uh, Sub-Zero is going to kill Satoshi. That's Scorpion's son. And he's got him by the back of the net. And the camera moves, like, pans out of view so that you see the blood sporting him, but you don't actually see the injury. Right. And you can't even see, like, the hole in his neck where the blood came from when he drops the dead body. So, it's like, that was disappointing. It was. On second viewing. It was disappointing like, on the first viewing. I saw this, and I'm like, oh, man, Jay and, Jay and I are, are, are going to be mad about this. Yeah. Like, I know my first viewing, I was just kind of reveling in all the other violence and gore, but it was like, are calming down, looking at it rationally. I'm like, oh, this is, yeah, this isn't some little that's, man, some little kid shit. I'm, a, I mean, why? Right? Why do, all, why do you all want baby murder so badly? It's like, not baby murder. <laughs> it's I want 
Look, Mortal Kombat is known for all this like outlandish, gratuitous gore. And and it's there. No, but not enough. It wasn't there in that part. Yeah, it was a kid. Exactly. I wanted it to be it was there a kid, too. But but they they murder and maim all the adults. How am I supposed to empathize with Scorpion if I don't know what he saw? He saw his kid get murdered. Yeah, but how? I wouldn't. It's just a pussy move. It is. Like, if you're going to maim adults, <laughs> maim children too. Yeah. It's like Alien versus Requiem. Uh, I'm sorry. Alien versus Predator Requiem. They didn't mention shit. It was like the father and son were both killed on screen. It's like, that's how you do it. Like, you don't glorify one and then shy away on the other. Right. It just feels disingenuous. Like bullshit. Right. I don't, I don't like, like, I, like, here's the thing. Like, if you're like, hey, I wanted to see that kid get killed, I can totally respect that. But to mess around and be like, oh man, this joint is shying away from violence, it's like, you watch the whole movie, right? Like, no. Like, there are people, like, literally there's a, a scene where someone's skull gets ripped out of the back of their head, and you can see, they, the camera does a view so, Larry, of, their, of their vacant face, and you can see through the eye hole see, Larry, of the, of the face like a mask. Now, Larry, like, that, see, that now, doesn't even count, because that wasn't even a human. How does that not count? It's still violence. Yeah, but it's easy. like I think it counts. But so it only counts but, when you do violence uh, against human beings. Yeah. Let's see, that doesn't real quick, real quick. Tiger Claw in chat says they can't show kids getting murdered, but adults, yes, they do this in movies too. One, this is a movie. Two, they show kids getting murdered in Alien vs. Predator Requiem. And three, they show kids getting murdered in It Chapter 1 and 2. Like, you can show kids getting murdered. They just fucking... I don't know. I don't know why they pulled their punch with this one death. But it was a kid. They did. And I will say... Some of us don't like to watch kids get murdered. Well, that's unfortunate. So so we should suffer for your silent majority? Say what? Now, I do want to ask, Lawrence, like, in the prologue alone, there is a lot of blood and gore and people getting cut up and killed. Like, how many times did you have to stop watching to, like, kind of take a break from the movie? I, I will say uh, with, with much pride that I did not have to stop at any point through this film. I, I was, like, and don't get me wrong, I think it has a lot to do with the art style. Um, but, but I was riveted. Like, I was just like, wow. Like, I, I actually found it like, and don't get me wrong. Like some of the, um, X-ray, some of the X-ray, um, uh, you know, damage type stuff was a little hard to, for me to watch. And keeping in mind too, that that is almost like, a. I mean, it, it basically switches to a different art style to show those. Like yeah. that's like more CG ish. Um, those right. are harder for me to watch, and I and I even to the point for me where I was kind of like, um, 
I personally feel like it might have been too many of them. Um, but, you know, but it, I get it, though, especially considering that, you know, that was a big part of the game itself. So I understand why it's in there. I just kind of feel like less of them might have actually been more, it might have been more impactful if they had done it, like, you know, and like saved it for particular moments. But it was still cool. I mean, it was very like this. This movie is very MK, you know, very MK. Yeah, I think you do have a point. Um, honestly, as much as I love it, I can admit that it was a lot of gore and really kind of reaches over the top levels. Like, I love that. I I wanted that for this movie, but I can admit that it is what it is. Like. Yeah. It is a lot. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's That was the only point that I was trying to make, was just like, you know, I get that they definitely, you know, they definitely did not show exactly what Sub-Zero did to that little boy to kill him. And I could totally respect that, where you're like, hey, I want to see that too. But you can't be like, oh, this movie's pulling its punches on the violence. It's like, no. <laughs> no <it's not. laughs> now, can you can say it's pulling punches in that instance. Oh, yeah. In, in, the, in that singular instance? Absolutely. But I think that's it, right? Yeah, that's what we're saying. It pulled that's a punch. That's all we're saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. You mentioned the art style. I liked it for the most part. Mm-hmm. But... My main issue was the knuckles. Yeah, yeah the knuckles I hated the weird. knuckles. It's like it's like yeah. everyone has like some sort of like uh, uh, commando type yeah. glove on, which is a very strange thing. Like the the knuckles are literally all giant and square, as though they're like like metal. Black. Hmm. Right. And black. They're like it's. Yeah, it's weird, like how they do that. Mm-hmm. And I, I personally, you know, at the end of the day, I definitely feel like it's like that's the probably the worst thing I can say about this whole movie. Um, it it's definitely something that will maybe for a moment take you out of it, but you know, the movie will pull you back into its narrative quick. But I definitely noticed it, and I was just like, why is everybody like? Because I think when I first saw them it, somebody did have gloves on and then after there was like another scene i was like okay well wait that person definitely doesn't have so why is there yeah, no, look like that? i saw it from the very beginning <laughs> and i'm like that looks odd yeah it's almost right. like it's, as if someone has metal like metal knuckles implanted under their skin <laughs> well and here's the thing so i saw it close up on Johnny Cage, and I'm like, oh, okay, they did that to show the knuckles because you know he's a fighter, and it well didn't. But then when they do it from far away, they just do these black bars, and it's like you don't need that. Like, just mm-hmm. do a line on one or two knuckles, like maybe just the middle one and the index one, and you're good, you know. But it, yeah, it was it was odd. Um, I Dude, actually speaking of Johnny Cage, real quick though, I, I hated him. You you hated him? I wanted him to get his fucking head chopped off. He was annoying you just as didn't fuck. Like, you didn't like the character? Yeah, he was annoying as fuck. Like, he was extra annoying. I know he's supposed to be kind of, like, 
a little, you know, cocky and, and, and but this is just annoying. And then it turns out it's Joel McHale that did the voice. I'm like, of course, I hate that guy. Oh, see, well, look, I was literally about to say Joel, Joel McHale did Johnny Cage in this joint, and it was amazing, yeah. and I loved it so much. Yeah, I mean, it works. I, I, I'm a fan of his. Yeah, I, I don't know why, but it's... Why wouldn't I be a fan of him? He's I, hilarious. I don't know. He just sounds like a douche. He talks like a douche. He says douchey things, and then he, his delivery is like a fucking douche. And it's just, yeah. I have nothing personal against him. It's just annoying. <laughs> I actually like this Johnny Cage better than the movie one. Yeah, Definitely. it is better. Definitely. It, everybody's better. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, I don't know that there's one person that I'm like, oh, I wish I had the movie version versus this one. And don't get me wrong. Right. I, I like the, the Mortal Kombat movie. It's just, you know, it's a product of its, of its time. But, but this, I was like, no, these, these characters are fantastic. That's one of the things I liked about this movie because it's basically for more. It's more or less a remake of that movie, just done better. Yeah, like well, it's done like the game. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, they made Sonya an actual threat, which was awesome. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they made Liu Kang like less of a wiener. Like. <laughs> I don't know. I just felt he was kind of wienerish in the movie, and this one he's like, he he's a loser, but he's like respectable because he's still like he's trying. He can Wait, see his why, knuckle why is right he a there. <laughs> Bert says, "Lo, yeah, those are some weird ass knuckles." <laughs> <laughs> why? Why is he a loser? Like, what makes Liu Kang a loser? In um, in this movie, um. Well, he had to get saved. Like, he was in the final leg of the tournament and had to be saved. And then he only won the tournament because Scorpion bowed out. Yeah, but, okay. Okay. I mean, I guess guess when you say loser, that makes, you know, the connotation, like, he's like, like, I mean, he did lose. I get what you're saying in that regard, but that doesn't make him a loser because he lost one, right? I like my Mortal Kombat winners to win. <laughs> Big, like, bigly. <laughs> I like... I'll put it this way. I like him better than the live-action Liu Kang who actually did win. It's like, <laughs> this is a much better Liu Kang. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. Oh, it's funny, man. <laughs> um, the the whole thing with Scorpion and Quan Chi, and that's from that other game, though, huh? From Mythologies. No, you know what? Like, I I mean, well, y- yes, but also too, I think that's that's canon through the series too. Like, if you like, I think. Well, the not game... the yellow costume. Yellow costume. Because in the first co- in the in the first game, it says that. Well, he 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 had a different costume, but when he came back, he came one that look he got one that looked just like, um, like Sub Zero's, but in yellow to signify that Sub Zero's a coward. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like you're saying, like in this, they're like, okay, his clan dressed like that beforehand, right? That that okay, yeah, I think you're right. I I will give you that. 
but I think what well, I guess what I'm trying to say, like from the story perspective, I think in I don't remember which MK Quan Chi is in. Is it three? But whenever they introduce him, I think they do say that that he, he was the one that. He, he ends up finding out that Sub-Zero wasn't actually the person right. that killed his family. So, it was Quan Chi pretending to be Sub-Zero. Right. And I knew that, but I, then I didn't, then the Sub-Zero game, I think they talked about that too. Oh, okay. The mythologies? Or, well, I forgot what it was called. It was a good game. Now, one thing to admit to is that this movie has a lot more lore to draw off of than the first movie did. That's true. But Absolutely. I would say even at that point, it doesn't do great with the lore that was available, I feel. Yeah, like, it did right. fine. Still a decent movie for its time. Oh, yeah. It's still watchable today. But yeah. I feel like they didn't use the lore to its it's the greatest advantage. But it's, yes, it's, this one does have a lot more lore to draw off of. And yeah. It, it helps. The benefits that it's... Yeah. That, that, like, I, I really, like, even the whole thing with Shao Kahn and, and the, the, what is it? The, the, what's the, Shintok? Or Shinkok? What, what's the... Shinnok, uh, yeah. yeah, like Shinnok that stuff. Like it, it, I don't want to see the next one, right? And and that's yeah, the next thing. Awesome. right? And it's interesting because I think at this point in my life, because I'm, you know, I, Mortal Kombat is actually one of my favorite fighting games. Yeah, and it's because it has like deeper lore than a lot of fighting than a lot of fighting games do. Yeah, but it. But at this point in my life, I think I'd rather watch Mortal Kombat than play it. Yeah. Well, I want to see this. Like, the stories have always been intriguing to me, even from the beginning. Oh, yeah. Because, Absolutely. you know, not all of them, like, they kind of play through the game story-wise without having to do a lot of story exposition in the game. You know what I mean? Right. And mm-hmm. then, especially the later games. Yes. And then, uh, no, like the later games, two are and three, like, especially when you're playing through story modes. And then I noticed like how influential that has been to more, you know, modern fighting games. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, this over the weekend, I played um, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Oh, really? And that's all like it's like story, like it's a fighting game, but really it's like a bunch of story yeah. with a bunch of little fights, and you just switch characters every time and just fight right. as that character. For that story purpose, right, right. But look, sometime during the week, you definitely should tell us more about that. I would love to hear your impressions. Okay, but yeah, but yeah, man. I, I like. I will say, you know, I I really really enjoyed watching this, and I really hope that they make another like two at least. Right. Because I think it'd be like a not... great little trilogy. Hmm. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying, I think it'd make a great a great trilogy. And now, don't get me wrong, there's so many characters in Mortal Kombat that if you want, you can make movie after movie after movie. But this was like, you know, everything about this from the production value to the story to, you know, art style and everything. Like, I, I like I, the way the characters are portrayed, like, I really enjoyed it. And I hope they continue with with this particular line so that we can get more story from it. 
Right. And there's some pretty cool nods to games in the movie. Yeah. Where they have the one point the tester might, where they're like yeah. chopping through anvils. <laughs> yeah. And like a Street Fighter reference with the, when a guy's car gets destroyed. <laughs> and then when he says toasty. Yeah, yeah. Right. And it doesn't like it, they even did it in a way that it kind of fits what is watching it. So if you don't know, it's like that's a weird thing, but you know, it's that guy's a weird dude. And then <laughs> he's a douche, so it sounds like something he would say. Right. And then yeah, and then when you know the game, you're like, "Oh, wow." Yeah. No, because I'm kind of a weirdo, I do regret that they didn't put any nudity into this movie. Yeah. Like, I think there are two scenes where it would have been perfect. What are those? And they don't do it. Well, the one where Cage is, uh, after he gets the call from his, uh, his, uh, agent, where he has the robe on, like, I feel like that could have been made into a cool nudity type joke because I'm sure he doesn't wear anything under his robe and when Scorpion is in Nether Realm I just feel that that would have been more devastating yeah like the despair the being locked in hell naked and chained would have been just a striking kind of uh, scene so, but I know they're not really known for that, and I don't expect them to push too many envelopes. But uh, for me, it was a little disappointing. Yeah, I, I there definitely the hell nudity should have happened, but it just seems more fitting. Right. So what do you guys give this? Five out of five? Four four and a half out of five? I'd I give it four and a half out of five. I I like I feel like the knuckles is what stops the it. The half point. <laughs> yeah. Like look, maybe even four point seven five. Like it's a weird thing. Like you, you, you can't be I don't understand that particular art choice. Yeah, I would say four out of five also. Like, I did want to see Satoshi's injuries. That was a shame. Um, And, yeah, I guess, like, I just had a bunch of little minor complaints that led up to the half star that they didn't get. But, honestly, it's, like, a great movie. It's terrific fun to watch, a good story. I definitely want to see more. Like, I would love it if they kept doing these. Um, yeah, I liked it a lot. Sonya was awesome. Johnny Cage was funny. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Cool. <clears throat> We're going to jump into news real quick. I'm going to play this music. Okay. <laughs> Have a like, uh, like current, <laughs> well, not, not like that, but like, all right, 
Terry Clark says four out of five fatalities. <laughs> Indeed. I was going to give it 4.5 out of five knuckles. Uh, <laughs> Bird says, damn, a whole point lost to a, to knuckles? <laughs> well, for me, half a point, but yeah. Uh, Terry Clark says, you mean like four out of five decapitated heads? Versus four out of five weird square looking implanted knuckles. <laughs> four out of five kids dying off screen. <laughs> I I uh the the fight choreography was really good too. Yeah. That's another thing we should have mentioned. But I mean it's more of a combat, so you know, obviously you would think that that would be the case, but I, I felt like they they did a really good job of um not only the fights like, you know, looking cool and doing like like being good action scenes. But, the, like, the way they incorporated people's, like, signature moves and stuff, like, it wasn't always a huge, like, oh, it's that moment where they do the move and, and whatnot. It's, like, sometimes they just, like, slide it into the fight. And I'm like, oh, that was cool. Like, you know, it's like, if you know, you know. And if you don't, yeah, it's like, okay, well, you just, like, well, that's what they did, you know? You know what? That's I... one thing, too, that they didn't really do a lot of. It's, like. You don't see Cage throwing his fireballs. Yeah, no shadow kick. Like, yeah, like, but they do some. Like Katana got uh, one of her combos in, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm not super familiar with Sonya Blades fighting, but I know she does energy rings. But they like change that to like a, sh- a shooter on her wrist. <laughs> She also does Which, the, like mean, one of her signature moves that you you may not realize you saw. Is she she has that um, handstand where she grabs you with her legs. Right. Her head, like, no, I remember yourself. that. Okay. But I mean, I was referring more towards the energy type moves. Yeah. Because the advantage of animation, one of the advantages of animation, is that you can freely do those and have them look good because it's not. Like it's drawn into it. It's not an effect you're trying to make look real, real look on yeah. the world. And with the, uh, yeah, but you know, I, I again, it's felt... not enough to like, hurt the score too much. I, and Luke I, Cage I... does his fire thing, so that's like, it's not like it's not there at all. Right. I, I almost felt as if they were, like, building it so that, like, Cage and and Blade are kind of kind of build up to that in, like, the next installment. Like, now that they know what, you know, what's at stake and what's happening, like, they might train with Raiden. And then now, you know, in the next installment, you, you'll see the shadow kick. You'll see the... You know, like her with her energy rings and stuff like that. But, you know, I was thinking that it might happen at the end of the movie, too. Because I was thinking, like, once they get to the island, maybe they'll do some training or something. But I'm not mad that it didn't happen. But I definitely hope it does in the the movies to come. Right. So, in the news, uh, Rob Liefeld has been creating things. In quarantine. <laughs> it says here, Image co-founder Rob Liefeld creates newest superhero team under quarantine. Who are Echo 92? Is this his Youngblood replacement? 
And it says right here, remember, Liefeld no longer owns Youngblood in A Tale of Intrigue. And then is there a link to the story. And then he sees Quiver on a character in the center, thinking Shaft from Youngblood. I may be wrong in terms of Liefeld's intent here. Anyhow, the reveal. So he revealed it on Instagram about three days ago. And, uh, yeah. I don't know who else is in the background there, but these dudes look like Youngblood knockoffs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That definitely, you know, looks like Shaft. Uh, you know, that look, the other guy to the right looks like Die Hard. Yeah. And uh, I- I'm pretty sure that's like a Bad Rock clone in the back here, even though you only want to see a piece. Yeah. <laughs> a piece of it. Like, <laughs> I'd be shocked if that's not a Bad Rock. Versus, bad rock has clone. he started drawing feet? And yeah, he kind of has. But it, I will say that it's interesting because I, 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 did we talk about Rob Liefeld losing the rights to Youngblood? Like, I don't remember that, that, that was happening. a while ago. Um, I don't, I don't look. I gotta go read that, that story because I don't remember how that happened. I'll send you the link to it. I think if I can. So now it. he's never gonna sport. Well, he could give you an Echo ninety two story blood sport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Wait, I'll take it. <laughs> it's it's interesting though because like like you know I I do like I believe. Rob Liefeld is a very creative guy. And so it's strange to me that he's like, oh, I'm bringing, you know, doing something new and then does shows this. And it's like, OK, like, obviously that looks like young blood. So I'm like, he must be doing that on purpose. Right. Because like Rob Liefeld knows what those characters look like. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. he's trying to stick it's it. He's trying to stick purpose. it to the, the people that own young blood now. He's like, oh, OK. I'll make a new young blood. Right. I don't know if I want to read like like as much as much respect as I have for young blood and its place in history and what it did. I don't know that like young blood's already to a degree a carbon copy of other heroes. Right. Like the carbon copy of the carbon copy is like come on man like at some point well, it's like when you Xerox something from a Xerox. Right. It's like we're going to lose fidelity, too much fidelity. It's like uh. this is barely a thing anymore. <laughs> Burr put uh, Youngblood number one. Yeah. Dude, and look, I love that book. Yeah. I really do. I own it still. I have that book. It's It's not, like, but it's not, like, it's definitely not Liefeld's best work, but it's it's about a, a moment in time more so. You know, it's like it's not because of him and like, oh, you know, I mean, and keeping in mind, of course, different people were doing different degrees of work in in that moment. Like, but, you know, you go back to your, like if I handed somebody the first four or five issues of Youngblood today, I don't think they would come away with it and be like, oh man, I get why people like this. I would. I mean, Joe, you were there. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't doesn't what? That doesn't make me wrong. You know what? I I, I understand. Like, if you had, I don't think if you had lived in the 90s, like if, if if you 
if you were a new comic reader today and you were reading other books today and thinking about the stuff you like that you read, or you read today, if I handed you Youngblood, I don't think you would be a fan of it. You're going to be like, this is cool or this is great. I like the chef killed that guy. I would like that. You, you like the one? The chef killed that guy. Okay. Okay. You do remember he kills the guy in Young Blood number one, right? I mean, I believe with the arrow. Okay. That's what got him to Young Blood in the first place. Yeah, but that was because heroes didn't kill people back then, really. Right. But that happens a lot now. Yeah. So it's not special yeah. today. And that's the point I'm making where it's like, you know, today it would it would it, it doesn't necessarily hold up. Which, you know, there are other image books that you can say that that you could say do hold up still. Now, don't get me wrong though, later young blood books I think are much better. Stuff that Rob didn't write. Like Alan Moore but, and know. Millar. And... Right, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah best. In other so, news, what else? <clears throat> David Dastnalshian, do you know who that is? No. He's the that? Russian guy from Ant-Man. Russian guy from what? Ant-Man. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So he is helping uh, the ha- with helping creators of comics with the hashtag Creators for Comics to raise money for comic shops and indie bookstores. And he's auctioning off on Twitter a Count Crowley pin and uh, and a secret prop that he swapped from the that he swiped from the set of Ant Man and Wasp. And then hint, it fits in the wallet. So the starting bid is $30. As of right now, <clears throat> let me see how. Uh, the auction ends April 20th, 12 p.m. Eastern. Best winner donates directly to BNC. B-I-N-C. Um, it doesn't. Oh, it's about. It's at $200 right now. Whatever it is. And the Count Crowley pin. Is that something you would want? The Count Crowley pin? Yes. It looks cool. Let's see, I'll put the... I'll put it in chat so you can look at it too. Hold on. Bear with me. No problem. I don't know technology. (laughs) In the meantime, uh, we did see this, the story that, oh, wait, well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, but I mean, you don't know who Count Crowley is, but no, to your defense, nobody does. Oh, okay. So he wrote, um, Count, huh? He looks like a nightmare. 
Yeah, but yeah. Count, Count Crowley is a is a comic book character that dude created. And Count Crowley was like the leading monster hunter and then he gave his powers to a young girl. Now she's the new top monster hunter, but she don't want to be. So, yeah, that's the story. So why'd she take the powers? That's part of the mystery, Jay. (laughs) (laughs) It's called the Count Crowley Reluctant Midnight Monster Hunter. And uh, let's see what it says right here. It says... Lock your doors, gather close, if you dare. Once a rising TV journalist, Jerry Bartman, has returned to her small Midwest hometown, demoted to hosting a nightly creature feature, Jerry's professional humiliation eclipsed by the discovery that her new job comes with a secret, a supernatural duty. So, yeah, a supernatural piece of shit. <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. I haven't read it. The, the cover looks good, but let's see if I could put the cover. It'll probably take another 10 minutes. Yeah. Next. Story. In the meantime, okay. No, no. Next story. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, Justice League Dark TV show for HBO Max, done by J.J. Abrams. Vomit. So. It's a lot back, right? Uh, uh, yes. We don't know. I'm out. Or maybe I'm back in. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I mean, technically they didn't say they didn't say it was animated. That would lead me to believe it's live action. Well, I don't think... Also to JJ Abrams, I don't think is known for doing Well, his company animated joint. His company is known for doing really good special effects on a really like, you know, smart budget. So they wouldn't get him to do animated. Probably not. I mean, I'm, it's not to say that he wouldn't ever do it. You know, it's yeah. like, sure, like, I mean, but I I truly believe that because the expectation would be that it would be live action, that they would probably make a note that it was going to be animated if it was. <laughs> Burr posted Jake vomiting. Yeah, I'm out too. Okay, so I know why you're out, Mo, or at least I believe I know why you're why, out. Why do you think but, I'm but out? Why, you know, why'd you tell the people why you're out? I'm out because I'm never going to get that Spider-Man book. Like, I'm definitely not going to get it now. He's too busy. Wait, so you're out because he won't finish Spider-Man? Yeah. Well, but isn't, shouldn't the sun be writing it? Well, it's... Come on, Larry, we know what's going on here. <laughs> come on. <laughs> You know what it is. Uh, this is why, why are you out, Jay? Uh, I just think it'd be better animated. Plus, it's HBO Max, which does animation, so no reason for me to be in. I'm out. But I'm saying HBO Max doesn't do animation specifically. No, but they do do it. Okay. No. You know, I I don't know that, like, as as much as I enjoy a lot of what J.J. Abrams has done, I don't know if he feels like the right person to to do or to bring us Justice League Dark. So I'll I'll still watch it, obviously, but 
you know, I just don't. It would not surprise me if uh, if his vision for Justice League Dark ends up only being okay, you know? The thing is, I mean, even live action, I don't expect it to be good because, yeah, you know, it's J.J. Abrams. Like, what the fuck does he know? And then it's also based on a New 52 thing, which when I read it was like, what the fuck does DC know, you know? And but New 52, Justice League Dark was good. If you say so. Or, I'm sorry, I liked it. Let's yeah. say it like that. Yeah, Cause, I mean. Because obviously, like, I was not, I was not. You get all these Vertigo characters. in those characters yeah, before that. exactly. So, I mean, you're going to like this too. I might. Because, well, actually, you might not. You might think it's garbage because your boy dissed off uh, fucking Disney. Who, J.J. Abrams? Yeah. I mean, listen, his his relationship with Disney is not going to affect whether I like this or not. Well, that's like, why I'll you love this. all his stuff. What? I love all his stuff because what? Because it's Disney stuff. All J.J. Abrams stuff isn't Disney stuff. No, but like you like his Star Wars. Well, I mean, I liked one of his Star Wars. He only did two, right? You love it. <laughs> no, I don't. Not all of it. <laughs> all right. I'm going to start playing this rap of music. It was like, I damn near came out that last one, Disillusioned. I was like, what, what did I just watch? <laughs> <laughs> that was his too. <laughs> it was like, it's, it's kind of like, I feel like that's what Shell Shock feels like. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you don't get when the grenade doesn't like hit you, hit you, just <laughs> real close, come out. You're like, what? so that's what you have to look forward to with Justice League Dark on HBO. It could be. I mean, you look. I'm I'm not disagreeing with you. Like we'll see. Wrap up music's playing. All right, Jay, why don't you give us a final thoughts, buddy? Um, looking forward to HBO Max. And all the animation they're going to bring. There it is. Moses Magnum. Final thought. Uh, Justice League Dark is going to be... Shit. <laughs> <laughs> for the entire Fantastic Forum, thank you all so much for hanging out with us. We appreciate you, okay? We want you to go... Uh, become, b- become a part of our social media circle... Hit us up on Instagram. Let us know what you think of the show, what you like, what you don't like, what you want to hear more of. This is Fantastic Forum. We'll be back tomorrow, uh, tomorrow morning. So hit us up. Fantastic Forum, live only on allgames.com.